All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Welcome in to Daily Faceoff Live, your go-to source for everything hockey, live every weekday at noon Eastern. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Daily Faceoff Live. It's Friday, March 24th. Matt Larkin here with Stephen Ellis, our prospect analyst, associate editor. Stephen, how many hours of NCAA hockey have you watched so far this week, my friend? Oh, yesterday was what, two till 11. And then today will be pretty much the same thing. And, you know, it'll be a little easier on the weekend, but that's when it starts to matter. So it's some good hockey. All right. Well, let's shift gears to the NHL to start the show today. Let's get two minutes and 30 seconds up on the clock. And Stephen, it was a busy night in the NHL last night. But what really stood out to me was the jockeying of the bubble teams. You have Washington win, Ottawa win, Florida loses in the East. You have Nashville beating Seattle. So in the East now you have... Five points separating four teams for the last wildcard spot. You have six points separating three teams in the West for the last wildcard spot. So I'm, I'm curious, looking into this weekend, Stephen, is there a certain game or games that are jumping out to you as particularly crucial? Uh, well, you know, Pittsburgh versus Washington tonight will be one to watch for sure. But the I think the games here I'm looking at are the next two ones for the the Islanders because they're one of the few teams with the two games uh, tonight and tomorrow. And they play Columbus, you know, a pretty battered team. They're last in the standings. You got to get those points there. 
but then they play Buffalo, a team that's, you know, still trying to show they can like this is a team that's going to be something to, to be a force to be reckoned with in the next couple of years. So they're not going to back down by any means, even though it's been a bit of a rough patch. But those are four points they need to be able to get because, you know, they've put themselves in that wild card spot. They hold the number one spot over Pittsburgh, but it's a two point gap there. And then Florida's at 79, Washington 76. So it's it's definitely not a done deal by any means here. So the Islanders are, are going to have to come out of this with as many points as possible because you know they're probably not going to be able to make it uh, into the top three in the Metro, so they're going to have to get through the wild card spot. And these next two games, which are very winnable games, you just got to get those points in your back pocket. For sure. And I'm looking closely at that Washington-Pittsburgh game because I'm wondering, Stephen, so right now Washington four points back of Pittsburgh. I believe Pittsburgh has a game in hand. But is this the last time we're going to see a true rivalry-type game between Washington and Pittsburgh where it matters for Sidney Crosby and Alex Ovechkin? For all we know, the way these teams are slowly sagging since their cup wins, you could have one team at this time next year completely out of the race. So I think we do need to savor that game because it does matter. There's a wild card spot at stake in the West. I think that rematch between Nashville and Seattle, we had the, the good game last night, went to the shootout, and you had UC Soros with a great performance. If Nashville can beat Seattle again on the weekend, suddenly the Predators start hanging around in that race, which is very strange because they gave away so many of their pieces leading up to the deadline. But they're sort of sticking around, hanging tough there. And I think we should also look closely at the Edmonton Oilers and Vegas Golden Knights. That game on the weekend has some big implications for the Pacific Division. The Oilers, I believe right now, they're six points back. They're trying to catch Vegas. If they lose that game, maybe the division title's out of reach. But if they beat Vegas, it's going to get interesting. And of course, Vegas now, without Logan Thompson, he's not expected to play. He tweaked something last night, and it might be Jonathan Quick going up against the Oilers. So sticking to something else that happened last night, Stephen, I'm curious, is this an issue? Is it a non-issue? We'll debate it. So a hit from Rem Pitlick on Patrice Bergeron last night. The Bruins take major exception to it. Brad Marchand jumps in after that. Here you have it right here. Bergeron gets hit. It looks like a possible blindside. You had even the Bruins Twitter account live tweeting, high and late hit on Bergie. You have coach Jim Montgomery saying, you don't hit our captain like that three seconds late. I don't know if the Bruins are right about this. There's no supplementary discipline coming for Pitlick. There was for AJ Greer for a hit on, on Mike Hoffman for a cross check. But I want to talk about this hit with Bergeron. Do you think it was clean, Stephen? So the way I look at it is, you know, at first at full speed and with the live camera action, you definitely look like, oh, like this looked pretty bad. But then you look here at the replay and it's kind of like Bergeron just turns and he doesn't have much of an opportunity to kind of brace. Uh, it it would have just probably just been two guys just banging shoulders. It wouldn't have meant anything. But because Bergeron turned and it just happened to be when Pitlick was going to be right there, I think that's why it looked bad. So I like, you know. I'm when it comes to to fighting after hits or things like that. I usually am like, okay, guys, it has to be like a pretty bad situation. I understand why Marshawn saw that as this really bad situation, given um, how it looked, just kind of surface level. But I think when you just take into account that turn, uh, I, I don't really have a huge issue with it. Yeah, I agree with you. And I do think there's a hypersensitivity on the part of the Bruins when Bergeron takes a hit like that. Of course, we know he has the history of concussions, so it's scary to see. But at the same time, I actually think this hit was completely clean. Bergeron playing the puck, you can see him reaching. He makes contact with the puck with his stick. And to me, that makes him fair game. It's not even a late hit, in my opinion. The other thing is people obsess over a head getting taking some of the contact in a hit. But unfortunately, until we amend the rule book, incidental head contact is allowed. The principal point of contact there is the hit is going through 
Bergeron's chest. So I actually don't think Pitlick does anything wrong there. And you end up with another classic case. We're seeing it just rampant. The clean hit followed by the obligation to fight. And I do wonder over time if it's going to deter players from just throwing clean hits anymore. Do you think we're close to seeing that happen? No, because I feel like, you know, like, look at how bad the headshot issue was like 10 years ago, or when it was like things like Merrick Savard getting hit like that with Matt Cook and things like that. If I feel like that would have been the time to change. I, I just, you know, I don't have the numbers, but I don't feel like we're seeing as, as many serious head contact injuries as we're used to these days. Uh, so I, I still think hitting is going to continue to be part of the game now. You know, there's lots of talks about different minor hockey associations, like limiting how much hitting or just getting rid of it altogether. So we'll see if that changes over time. But I'm not really concerned about that being an issue in the next couple of years. If you like the physicality of the NHL, I don't think that's changing. All right. Well, looking out west last night, Stephen, the Canucks with a big win. And Andre Kuzmenko has a big night. He gets his 35th goal in what you could call his rookie season, not Calder Trophy eligible. So it's debatable if he officially broke a record, Pavel Bure's rookie record for the Canucks' 34 goals. Kuzmenko breaks it, I guess. But technically, he's not a rookie if we really want to break it down to the nitty-gritty. But it sort of got me wondering, is there a bigger surprise this season than Andre Kuzmenko? Pretty amazing story. You never know what you're going to get with a KHL import. So for you, if it's not Kuzmenko, what player this season is the biggest surprise for you? Well, I'll start off by saying I was not a huge fan of Kuzmenko. You know, you see the numbers he had, but I just it was not enough for me to say this is a guy that's going to be able to explore at the NHL level. And he did. So I'm, I'm happy to be wrong on that one. Awesome job, Vancouver, picking that up. But a couple years ago, I was really excited when the Boston Bruins went out there and picked up Linus Ulmer. Can you see, you know, at the time, I felt like in Buffalo, he was a good goalie that just didn't get a great shake. The team was never good. He was having to do a lot of the heavy lifting. Then he goes to Boston, a, a team that was still in the playoff contention. And uh, right away, you know, it wasn't easy. Jeremy Swayman came in and looked great. Uh, Tuka Rask was there for a brief little period of time. Let's not forget that. And and then it was like, all right, now let's see what we could do. Last year, he was definitely not guaranteed that number one spot. And I think if you're looking at it, it almost looked like, uh-oh, this is going to be a, I think it was a four-year deal. It was going to look bad near the end. Obviously, this year, you look at the stats, you know, both surface level and advanced stats. It's one of the best seasons we've seen in a, from a goalie in a long time. Like, this is, this feels like a Broder, like mid-2000s type season, or like a Mika Kippersoff, the guys who just go out there and just are, lights out every single night and you know, look how good the Bruins have been this year and and you got to look at their goaltender and he's you know it's also fun to just see him having a blast out there the celebrations he has with Swayman it's just like that's just you can't help but smile every time you see that so he's having fun he's playing well I don't think anyone saw him being the best goalie in the league this year but there's a big reason why Boston's at the top yeah, I like that pick. And it's funny, I thought the Bruins goaltending was a strength going into this year, but I would have assumed that it would be Jeremy Swayman who took over the crease and maybe got 60% of the starts. So Olmark has been a big surprise. I'm going to go out to San Jose and say Eric Carlson. In terms of just a performance, I never in a million years would have bet on happening this year. So Eric Carlson, I don't think had been the same player since 2017, had part of his ankle bone removed that offseason. And with the Sharks, in his first four seasons, he played 211 out of 290 games. He missed 27% of their games, now 32 years old, and he's on pace. With only 10 games to go, he's still on pace for 100 points on a terrible team. I never would have seen that coming. So Eric Carlson, to me, to me, almost more surprising than the 100, 100 point pace is that he's played every single game for the Sharks. So I'm blown away by that. He is my number one surprise of the season. Well, Stephen, it's Friday, and that means it's time to buy some beers. 
who are you sending a cold one over to today? Well, I'll, I'm going with John Carlson from the Washington Capitals. This guy takes a slap shot to the head, gets a skull fracture, and three months later, he's playing in a big role uh, for a big win for the Capitals. Uh, I'm honestly very surprised he came back. You know, this is that's a serious injury. We know how bad head injuries were. The team was starting to sell at the deadline. It was like, okay, maybe they'll just they'll write this year off. But the Capitals are still very much in it right now. And to see him come back and play a big role, you know, awesome to see that. So I don't recommend taking slap shots to the head. I don't recommend skull fractures, but, you know, apparently doesn't seem to slow him down. I like the pick. I, I'm going to be the guy today, Stephen, who just just finished his shift and got a paycheck, and I'm just buying around for many people. I'm going to buy three rounds today. I'm going to bend the rules, okay? First two are for Drowning the Sorrows. They go to two goaltenders, Tristan Jari, the Pittsburgh Penguins, and Logan Thompson, the Vegas Golden Knights. Neither of these guys can stay healthy. They've been on and off the IR, and of course, Logan Thompson only gets 53 minutes of hockey, and he's been out six weeks, and he's hurt again. And I understand, I'm actually dealing with a, a torn groin myself right now with two little kids at home, and it's so hard to heal. You keep aggravating that thing. I can't imagine being a goalie and trying to keep whatever the lower body problem is intact. It's just so hard not to aggravate things. So you have to feel for Logan Thompson. Maybe he's rushing back because obviously they're in the thick of a, a Pacific Division race. And same with Tristan Jari with the Penguins holding on. It looks like he tweaked something as well. The other night, so you have to feel for him too. So pints for those two. Also, I want to send one to Florida and Matthew Kachuk on a night when a couple of his teammates, the Stalls, they made their statement about rejecting the Pride Night concept. It's nice to see someone who's a superstar putting his name out there, stepping forward and saying hockey is for everyone. And with all due respect to the stalls, when a superstar like Matthew Kachuk is the one sending the positive message, I think it carries a lot more weight. So it's nice to be able to shine the spotlight on something positive for a change as well. And kudos to Matthew Kachuk for his words last night, just trying to establish that in his opinion, the Panthers dressing room should be a safe space for all kinds of people. So that one's for you, Matthew Kachuk. And Stephen, now it's time for a little bit of fantasy Hockey Talk with our buddy, Nick Alberga. Okay, it's time for another session of Fantasy Hockey Talk with our friend, Nick Alberga. You know him as the host of Leafs Morning Take, of course, also a fantasy writer for DailyFaceOff.com. Nick, how you doing, my friend? I'm fantastic. Happy Friday, boys. What's up? Not much. Just getting ready. Actually, I'm glad we're talking fantasy because I'm still alive. I'm in my fantasy semifinals, so I want to hear what you have to say. And I know we're down to the nitty gritty. Maybe you're in your playoffs. Maybe you're in a roto league and every game matters. But I know the schedule is extra important. So are you targeting any teams in particular right now as a result? So we start the conversation with a look ahead to week 24. I can't believe it's week 24 of the fantasy hockey season, yet here we are. So there are 16 different teams, I think, to target in general because of their four-game slates. Anaheim, Boston, Carolina, Columbus, Detroit, Edmonton, Florida, L.A., Montreal, Jersey, the Islanders, Rangers, Ottawa, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and St. Louis. Of those teams, there's actually some others I've handicapped. Uh, I like their light night schedules. Arizona's a team we'll talk about briefly. Colorado the Florida Panthers, the New Jersey Devils, the New York Islanders. I would say, in short, the fortunate thing is there's no like two-game slates. Every team plays four times or three times, which is great news if you're a fantasy owner. So I'm struggling right now. Uh, I'm, I'm losing my matchup right now in a, in a battle I really need to win as the season kind of comes to a close here. We're still in the regular season. If you were me, who would you be picking up on the waiver wire right now? 
Yeah. So fortunately for you, there's plenty of targets. Like I talked about Colorado having a Monday, Wednesday slate next week. Dennis Malgin, former Toronto Maple Leafs legend on that top line. That means attachment to Nathan McKinnon. I think a daily stream, he's worthy of that. JT Confer has been really, really good the last couple months, guys. You could even look to the Florida Panthers who have a Monday, Wednesday slate next week as well. E2 Lusterinen has 17 points in his last 20 games and one of the best names in hockey right now. Anton Lundell's got the attachment of Barkov. Lusterinen's got that attachment to Matthew Kachuk on line two. So I would look there. And New Jersey as well with Eric Halla and, uh, and Dawson Mercer. Some other guys I would look at as well. Tyler Bertuzzi with the Boston Bruins. Quinton Byfield has nine points in his last 10 games and most importantly attachment to Andre Kopitar on that top line. And last but not least, Jacob Vrana. Unfortunately, does not deliver for me in two back-to-back revenge games this week, but he still has five goals in nine games with the Blues. How about that Quinton Byfield? People forget, too, how young he still is, so you never know. The yeah. upside is absolutely still there. Uh, I wanted to ask you about the Coyotes, Nick, because I've been victimized by them in my fantasy playoffs. I yeah. keep getting torched by Barrett Hayton. I, I traded Clayton Keller. He got his revenge on me. Yusuf Valimaki. Suddenly, it seems like the Coyotes are delivering some fantasy-relevant performances. Do you think it's sort of time to take them off the restricted list if you're a fantasy owner? Yes. And should you be trusting these Coyotes? Yeah. So that's a really good question, and that's a really good way to phrase it. Yes, like I think people in general are worried or afraid of going in that that well, if you will, in, in Arizona's well. Like they've just been extracting so much value, not only from a betting point of view this season, but from a fantasy point of view. I, I'm in love with their top line right now. I'll just, I'll just be honest about it. Schmaltz, Hayton, and Keller have been on fire. You just referenced Barrett Hayton like a week ago, or no, maybe two and a half weeks ago, we were talking about him. I think he was like 5 or 6% owned. Last I looked, 44% rostered, and rightfully so. A nine-game point streak, five goals, nine assists, 14 points. He's been an absolute beast. Nick Schmaltz, the last seven games, three goals, five assists, eight points, plus eight. I think, quite frankly, Schmaltz is the most one of the most underrated players in fantasy hockey right now because he's pretty much averaged like a point per game the last couple of seasons. And you so Valimaki, when it rains, it pours. Like, good job, Calgary. You stink this year, and you lost a pretty damn good defenseman who's producing right now with AZ. Last six games, six points. He's their first power play quarterback. He's really taken a step forward this season. They're waiting for that in Calgary, and it's all about right place, right time. So they're finding it, and I think moving forward, I think you have to hunt and attack Arizona from a fantasy perspective. they got a Monday, Friday next week, Edmonton, Dallas. I get it, but still, they're really, really competitive. They're scoring goals, and they're providing a ton of fantasy value right now, boys. And Barrett Hayton, again, classic post-hype sleeper. If you're going back to that 2018 yep. draft class, that was supposedly the dud pick by Arizona, but sometimes you have to give it a couple years. You never know what's going to happen. Before we let you go, Nick, I want to put you on the spot for one more just because we're sort of sure. looking at the fantasy season from a bird's eye view. We're almost finished the fantasy season, so I had an MVP question for you. Obviously, Connor McDavid is the fantasy MVP, but to me, the term fantasy MVP is more about the player that turned the most profit for you. So yeah. do you have a pick for the MVP of the fantasy season in terms of where he was drafted on average and the return you got in that investment? So right away, you asked that question. I ultimately thought of one man. His name is Tage Thompson with the Buffalo Sabres. Um, you know, for starters, I, I should preface by saying I absolutely buried this guy last offseason. I'm like, this guy's a fraud. <laughs> he stinks. Buffalo's a fraud. And well, he proved me wrong. And Unfortunately, we're wrong from time to time, if you can believe it, in the fantasy world and the hockey world in general. So I'm giving Tage Thompson some flowers today, man. He's been incredible. I know he's been struggling a bit offensively lately, but 
considering where he was drafted in non-keeper league formats, like the, the value fantasy owners have extracted where this guy's pretty much played like a top 10 fantasy player all season long is unbelievable. So that's unequivocally my MVP this season. I agree with the pick and it's sort of a meme that's going around in every fantasy league. The Tage Thompson owner is taking victory laps all day. <laughs> well, thank you, Nick. Hopefully you get to take some victory laps in your own league soon. <laughs> Pleasure to have you on as always. And of course, if you guys are fans of Nick, like we are Leafs morning take every weekday at 11. Thanks, Nick. Hey, my pleasure, Stephen. Are you doing the RVD? Or are you a Tage Thompson owner? Tage Thompson, right off the bat. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, boys. Take care. Thank you. Dan. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Okay, Stephen, it's time now for the Ask DFO inbox question. We had a couple of prominent longtime veterans of the broadcasting industry who are riding off into the sunset. You have John Garrett, who's been doing work as an analyst. Well, he's been around for years and years and years, but most recently analyst for the Vancouver Canucks, announcing this will be his final season. And of course, you have Steve Coates, longtime color commentator for the Philadelphia Flyers, walking away. I think it's been 40 years, that career. So I wanted to pivot based on that news and the question for us today is is there a broadcaster and it doesn't have to be color commentator just any type of hockey broadcaster that won your heart first as a kid who gives you the warm fuzzy feelings in terms of being your first favorite broadcaster so in hockey it was bob cole and i know kind of near the end of his his run there it was a little rough but you know just his voice the way he made everything sound so exciting because that's part of the job you're supposed to explain what's going on help people out there, but you're also trying to get them excited and good commentary goes a long way. I think that's something that, you know, a lot of fans will actually listen to the games mute and will just, you know, just watch it for themselves. And sometimes that's a good way to get biases out of the way. It makes you, if you're trying to scout, that's actually very helpful just to focus on certain players, but the way he told stories and made it a fun experience was great. Uh, one other I'll say is, um, outside of hockey, Alan, well, he used to do hockey, Alan Beswick. Um, he, he does a bunch of college hockey stuff, but his real thing was, was racing NASCAR and IndyCar. And just, he made every moment, didn't matter what the event was, sound super important. 
just like Bob Cole. So they were kind of two titans of, of, of their of their era and their sports. And I will give one shout out to Victor Finley, who I think is doing an excellent job right now. He kind of fills in for some games on TSN, does CHL games, actually both the Champions Hockey League and the Canadian Hockey League. I think he's going to be very good one day. Okay, it's funny. We actually have the same pick because it's it's to me who you grew up with as a kid that gave you the first romantic feelings about hockey. And it's also Bob Cole for me. And it's all about how he says it, not what he says. Because we know near the end of his career, like you said, he would sort of just obsess over a scramble in the crease. He'd say, oh, the goalie scores. Like he wouldn't really say anything specific. But it was about the urgency in his voice, the gravitas in his voice. It felt like something important was happening, even if it was a random game in February that had no mattering on the standings no stakes he made you feel like there were stakes so to me because of the urgency he brings to his voice it'll always be bob cole even if you were to take a transcript of his games it might not necessarily make a whole lot of sense a lot of oh baby but it's not about that it's about how he made you feel that was his to me trademark so i'm with you on bob cole steven it's time now to bring in tyler Yaremchuk for our daily betting segment tyler i hear you've been on fire my friend what's going on it's been a uh, very solid week. Eight picks in a row up north of seven units this week alone. So we'll be looking to keep the hot streak going with a couple of plays here on a Friday night. And uh, let's start with a little plus money action between New Jersey and Buffalo. The Devils have been an absolutely lights out road team so far this season. Straight up, they're 26 and nine when they're away from the Prudential Center. That is very good. And they're taking on a Sabres team that is really struggling. Three losses in a row for Buffalo, just two wins in their last 10. New Jersey, you know, they've been 500 over their last 10 as well, so not great. But again, those numbers on the road, the quality of the opponent tonight, that is leading me to go with the Devils on the puck line at plus 135. Also, a player prop for tonight, and I'm going to that Coyotes game. Yuso Valimaki, Nick Alberga was just talking about him. His shot prop, the line for it, is set at one and a half. I think that's way too low, considering he's crushed it in four of his last five games, and he's even hit the four-shot mark in two of those five as well. So he's been crushing it. I like this. Minus 130, a decent payout for something that's been happening 80% of the time over his last five games. Valimaki shot prop, devil's on the puck line. Happy Friday. I like it. Happy Friday indeed. And I think the interesting thing about the Devils is not only are they road warriors, the Sabres have been so bad at home. They're one of the worst home teams in the league in terms of teams that actually had designs on being contenders. It's been very bizarre. I, I associate Buffalo with being a hockey town. They have not been able to win many games in their own building this year. So you have the double-edged sword working in your favor on that bet. I like it. Thanks, Tyler. Thanks, guys. So, Stephen, we're going to move on now, finish it off with a little bit of garbage time. I know you have some thoughts on a certain fiery prospect goaltender. What do you have? So I've watched Jaroslav Askarov play basically until basically from the time he was about 16, you know, 2017, 2018 time. And I was at the game that you're seeing right here, the Marlies versus Milwaukee. And that was a game that I circled to see Askarov. And it was nice to also see Joachim Kamel, who scored the only regulation goal for Milwaukee. But Askarov is just got to be one of the most fun goalies I've watched in a long time and i know mike mckenna was very happy that he got very aggressive on this poke check here and you know it's too bad we don't have the other clips of the other saves because he made a couple of other fantastic saves uh in the shootout this is a guy that is just a blast to watch now like it was like one of the very first plays of that game he skated out to the blue line to play the puck 
no reason to. Their defenseman was coming, but he's just a guy who likes to be the center of attention, loves to have the puck. He got into a fight recently. He's just been, you know, everything he's done this year has been fun to watch. The stats are good. He's already seen some NHL time, and, you know, he's becoming this goalie that just from an entertainment perspective, Jordan Bennington's very entertaining, but this is a guy that is like, man, like it's like watching Dominic Kashuk to a point, just the way he's diving for saves. He's very dramatic in the net, but it works for him. He's got the size. He's got everything. I am very confident Askarov is going to win a Vesna trophy. And I could say maybe even one or two, and he's going to be going up against some incredible goalies, a couple of other good Russian goalies like Vasilevsky, Shesterkin, Sorokin. And, you know, it's going to be, I think this is a fantastic time for high-end goalies, but he's going to be a huge part of that. And it's just fun. Like, if you get a chance to watch him in person, he's just entertaining. The game, the, multiple times he went to play the puck, and you're just like, why are you doing this? He was dropping his stick, dancing all over the place, rolling, doing pad stacks. It was just like, it was like, if you like old-school goaltending, he brings it. But, you know, he's he's going to be a star one day. For sure. And another one coming out of that Russian goalie factory. The question for me is, when is he going to be a star? Because he's blocked in Nashville. You have UC Sarov still under contract and Kevin Lankinen just signed an extension too. So I'm kind of wondering when we'll see Askarov break through. He has to find the spot on their roster, but I, I don't doubt his ability. And I love the idea of him being a throwback. If you look at the top goaltenders in the league today, whether it's Connor Hellebuck or Jake Ottinger or Ilias Sorokin, Shesterkin, Vasilevsky, these guys are all sort of calm. They're, they have that icy nerved mentality. And Askarov to me seems like a throwback to Patrick Waugh, to Billy Smith, to Ed Belfort, to Dominic Hasek. There was an era, 80s and 90s, when you were seeing goalies that could bring some fire. Of course, Ron Hextall as well. So if we could get the goalie with the big personality becoming a thing in the NHL again, that would be very exciting. And Stephen, I'm curious for you. If you're looking at the arrival date for Askarov, because of what I'm saying, when when do you think we're going to see him establish himself as a regular NHLer? So well, this year was about getting him the reps because he struggled to ever play even 20 games in a season for about a three-year span. So um, the fact he's been as good as he had with this workload is good. Obviously, going out there and signing, signing Lankinen uh, definitely kind of change things a little bit there but i think that's something where lankin could be like a you know a kind of underrated trade deadline uh deal especially if the predators are not in a playoff spot you can trade him to a team and see what happens there the contract's really easy to move but uh i think you know you still have sorrows you don't need Askarov sitting on the bench all the time so you can give him some time i wouldn't mind at least the first half of next year he's in the ahl and then make that move up but uh it's just like, again, I love what I see. I feel like he could be the backup next year and I wouldn't be concerned uh, in, in terms of how well he performed, but they don't need him right now. Mm -hmm. Very similar situation to Minnesota. You have Philip Gustafson breaking out, you have Marc-Andre Fleury, and you have Jesper Wallstedt, a super duper prospect waiting in the wings. And yes, I did say super duper. Who knew I was going to say super duper today? That is how we're going to end the super duper show today, Stephen. That's it for today's episode of Daily Faceoff Live. Thank you, Stephen. Thank you, Tyler Remchuk. Thank you, Nick Alberga. Thank you, Dora Head of Production, Alex Allard. We'll be back on Monday at noon, as always, with another show. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special coming your way this playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge. And let me tell you, it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal. Every playoff game day, you're going to be faced with four questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle. And here's a sneak peek into some of those questions we'll be firing your way. First up, you got to pick the winning team. That sounds simple, right? But there's more. You got to decide if the total amount of goals in the game will be over or under a certain amount. And that's where the real strategy starts to kick in. Next up, you're picking who's going to find the back of the net first. And you're going to want to be careful because that's one that could be cooked early on in the game. And finally, you got to predict which period is going to be the highest scoring. Will it be a barn burner in the first, a shootout in the second, or a nail biter in the third? That's up to you to decide. Now let's talk about prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? For the daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards to treat yourself to some fresh nation gear, and you might even win a jersey from your favorite team. And for the big dogs, those who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge. Play now at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess.